Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Once upon a time in America, Christmas was not a big deal. It might be difficult to fathom now when ads for chocolates and jewelry pop up around Halloween and decked out trees appear in living rooms by Thanksgiving. In fact, Christmas used to be flat out illegal. When the Mayflower landed at what is now Cape Cod, Massachusetts in 1620, the pilgrims brought some serious baggage. They were aiming to establish a colony and a new way of life in the New World. One thing the Puritans wanted to leave behind was Christmas. In England, as in much of Europe, Christmas was rife with unbridled partying. The harvests were done, the cattle were slaughtered so that they wouldn't have to be fed throughout the winter, and that made fresh meat and fresh wine, as well as time to eat, drink, and carry on, plentiful. Puritans didn't buy into the idea of Christmas. The Bible notes no date for Jesus' birth. Scholars still disagree about why Christmas is celebrated on December 25th, though one popular theory goes that the date was picked to overlap Saturnalia, a celebration honoring Saturn, the Roman god of agriculture. In effect, the date could have co-opted a pagan holiday to encourage the acceptance of Christianity throughout the world. At any rate, in the Puritan mind, there was nothing to celebrate. We spoke with Penny Riestad, a history professor at the University of Texas and author of the book Christmas in America, A History. She said, Christmas time has really gotten out of hand. What was going on in England with the feasting and the gambling and the general debauchery, they took as a sign of the decline of civilization and a decline of all the things that they valued. So they were really positing this idea of not celebrating Christmas as an opposition to all the decay of English society. They were so serious about treating December 25th as just another day that everyone on the Mayflower, some of whom, mind, were not Puritans, worked on the first Christmas day in America. They didn't get time and a half either. The non-Puritans in the bunch were not as keen on a Christmas ban. Aristad says it wasn't long before they acted out. She explained, some of these newcomers refused to work one of those first Christmases. William Bradford, the English separatist and early governor of Plymouth Colony, said, okay, that's fine. Until you're better informed, that's okay. Apparently, they went out on the street. Uh, The word at the time was frolicking, playing street games. He basically told them to take it indoors. He said, I don't mind if you're doing this, but I don't want to see any of it. It sets a bad tone. Uh, Those were not his exact words. Not all of the colonies were so against the idea of celebrating Christmas, though. Settlements further south, like the one in Jamestown, Virginia, let loose. And the ban in New England never was completely successful. Here's a quote from Stephen Nissenbaum's book, The Battle for Christmas, A Social and Cultural History of Our Most Cherished Holiday. It was fishermen and mariners who had the reputation of being the most incorrigible sinners in New England, the region's least reformed inhabitants. Maritime communities such as Nantucket, the Isles of Shoals, and especially the town of Marblehead were notorious for irreligion, heavy drinking, and loose sexual activity. There were also repositories of enduring English folk practices, places that ignored or resisted Orthodox New England culture. It's no coincidence that Marblehead was also a site of ongoing Christmas keeping. A changing society, though, would not be denied. Here's a quote from Christmas in America, a history. In the end, whether slowly in New England or more rapidly in the middle colonies in the South, the forces of pluralism and the need for social harmony shaped and encouraged Christmas celebration. 
yet its status as a holiday remained haphazard and varied widely. It would take the project of nation-building in the wake of the Revolution to begin to define an American conception of Christmas. Even after the colonies declared independence, years passed before Christmas became the holiday we know it as today. Congress was in session on Christmas Day in 1789, the year after the Constitution was ratified. The Senate worked on Christmas Day in 1797. The House met on Christmas Day in 1802. Christmas began to take its present form later in the 1800s. Different religions and denominations, Protestants and Catholics among them, emerged in America, and they held Christmas as both a holy day and a day of celebration. The Puritans couldn't help but be influenced. People of different religions made up local governments, and trade between various networks helped calm the antipathies between the factions. As America prospered, partially thanks to the labor of the enslaved and partially thanks to industrialization, a middle class was born, and the idea of giving and receiving Christmas gifts took hold. An emphasis on home and family followed, away from the frolicking in the streets and raucous drinking, feasting, and sex. Finally, in 1870, 250 years after the Puritans landed at Plymouth and put the squeeze on the idea of Christmas as a celebration, the U.S. declared Christmas a national holiday. Ever since, celebrations big and small, secular and non-secular, have marked the day. Today's episode was written by John Donovan and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other merry topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. (laughs) 